I saw a Jersey Devil. I worked as a bartender for about five years. I would usually get out around 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. on weekends. One bar I worked at was next to a small portion of the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. It was a Saturday night. Some of my friends would usually hang out with me at the bar until I got out. So we were all talking and I was moving some just clean glasses around. I randomly looked outside and saw two red dots in the woods about four inches apart from each other but evenly level. So I'm staring at these things thinking what the heck are those? When all of a sudden the two dots rose up about seven feet in the air, and I could see that the red things were probably eyes, because I saw the silhouette shape of something crouching underneath them when it suddenly stood tall. It was blacker than the darkness around it in the woods, so it was the darkest thing I've ever seen. Suddenly, it turned to its left and started walking farther into the woods. Of course none of my friends saw it. I didn't have time to point it out. So they didn't believe me. But I know what I saw. I really, fervently, don't believe in the Jersey Devil. After this encounter, I remembered what my 7th grade science teacher told me about actually somewhat interacting with a Bigfoot-esque creature in South Jersey. I also read some stories similar to mine in an issue of Weird NJ magazine, taking place on Delcy Drive, a stretch of about 50 miles. They reported red eyes as well. The Goatman of Southern Alabama If anyone has ever driven in Alabama, then you know it can be a creepy state to drive through. I'm not sure where to start. I have had a few experiences with the paranormal, which I plan to post here as I find the time, but this is my only cryptid experience. I'm not sure what we witnessed, but we got a good look at it in broad daylight. The sighting happened just before noon. My girlfriend and I had some time off work, so we decided on a much-needed getaway for a long weekend. This was early 2019, late January or February, so it was pretty darn cold. That being said, if you know anything about the southern USA, it doesn't get that cold. This was one of those rare days when it was in the 30 or 40 degree Fahrenheit range. I'm just trying to compile all the events surrounding the sighting, so bear with me here. We were on a highway in a swampy area. I have no idea of the exact location, but I can say it was in southern Alabama and close to Mississippi. There were lots of bridges. I wish we could have gotten pics, but the car was moving around 60 miles per hour when it happened. My girlfriend cries out for me to look, and I turn my head to glimpse a grotesque-looking creature. This thing was hunched down on all fours, possibly eating something. This all happened so fast, but I slowed down to get a better look. All of a sudden, the thing stands on two legs and has a humanoid figure, except for the head. The head was goat-like, but it had the body of a man. There were horns, and overall, the head area resembled a light-colored goat. The creature started back towards the woods, and we continued with our trip, but we couldn't stop talking about what we had just witnessed. I cannot be 100% sure of what we saw. This all happened so fast. My girlfriend swears it was a man with a goat head, and I am certain I saw the same thing. If anyone has any insight into cryptids of this type or a similar sighting, I'd be glad to hear it. Stay safe out there.
There are not many trees where I'm from except for this two-acre patch of thick trees right off the main drag. I was with five of my other friends at the time, and we were curious about what was in the middle of that area. That, and we were looking for a place to drink where we didn't have to drive mics out of town and party with the coyotes and rattlesnakes. Anyhow, we pulled into a residential street behind the wooded area and all walked in. It was nighttime, not super late or anything, but it was still late enough to be kind of creepy. We all walked in single file, with me at the front. We were all talking as we walked in, trying not to act scared, etc., typical teenager stuff. We get far enough in that you can no longer see car lights nearby through the trees or anything. We stopped for a moment because my girlfriend at the time started to really get scared and didn't want to go further. When she did this, the other two girls that were with us got freaked out too and didn't want to move ahead. I, however, trying to act macho at the time, said, I ain't scared and pushed ahead a few yards. Very soon, I could no longer see or hear my friends, with whom I should have still been very close. I look over to my left and notice a very small clearing, maybe 10 to 15 feet away, I'm guessing. I notice something caught my eye. It was white and low to the ground. Have you ever seen something and it's like your brain can't catch up to what you're seeing, so it doesn't really register? As I try to focus on what it is, after a very brief moment, I realize it's a white goat. It might sound weird, but I had never seen a goat in real life before, so this was unusual to me. Not to mention, there were no fences or really anything to keep it where it was. So unusual, I thought. I don't know how much time elapsed for this whole experience, but in hindsight, it feels like only a few seconds. About as long as it took my brain to process that I was looking at a goat, I was overcome with fear. This thing turned to look at me, got up on two legs, and came running directly at me. I have never been so overcome with fear in my life. That thing maybe took about eight or nine steps, and I turned to run back the way I came. No macho anymore. I was screaming to run because a two-legged goat was chasing me. We all hauled our asses out of there and never went back. I was so freaked out that I told my parents about it. My dad laughed and said the property owner probably just messes with kids that sneak in there. Maybe that's the case, I dunno, but I told my dad that whatever it was ran directly at me. I mean, it wasn't dodging trees or anything, it just stood up straight at me on two legs like a human would, but with little goat legs. It's actually kind of amusing to think about it again. I still don't know exactly what I saw, but it appeared to be a two-legged goat sprinting at me upright through the trees. I never heard anything, like anything at all. No footsteps, no nothing, which was also weird in hindsight. Anyhow, there's my weird goat story from West Texas. I'll preface this post by explaining a bit about myself. I've always been a night owl and my current profession actually entails being up all night, so the dark doesn't bug me, and I have pretty excellent night vision. I don't panic. I'm a medical professional and a bit of an outdoorsman. I'm a big dude, 6 foot 2 260, and a biology nerd. I've posted about the first encounter in a few Ask Reddit threads, but never about the second. 
The first encounter I had was on October 22, 2005, on a stretch of back road in the Mojave Desert in the vicinity of Joshua Tree and Yucca Valley, California. It was the third or so day of quail season and I was all tagged up and ready to go hunting. I had a little Jack Russell Terrier named Gus that a friend let me borrow for the day since I can't own dogs or cats, allergic as all hell. I drove out and parked my Jeep on a turnout at a dirt road intersection. There are a zillion dirt roads out there, and some of the bigger ones actually have stop signs at the intersections. It was a good day, and it was getting a little late, but I hadn't hit my bag limit yet. I decided that I would stay out a bit past sundown to try and bag the last few birds on my permit. I was dressed pretty warmly, and Gus didn't seem to mind, so away we went. By the time I hit my bag limit, the sun had been over the horizon for about an hour. Getting back to the road was easy enough, and following it back to the jeep was as well. Around the time full twilight set in, I came to an intersection with stop signs in both directions and was getting my bearings when Gus froze mid-trot and immediately started growling with his hackles up. He was a pretty chill dog, so watching him go from happy little derp to DEFCON 1 so fast was alarming on its own. I scanned the area to see what he might be upset about, because my first guess was javelina, wild pigs, and all I had was a shotgun loaded with bird rounds. As I said, these were dirt roads. Each road is roughly the same width as an average two. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lane City Street. On the corner opposite the one we were on, I spotted a creature moving with the same general gait as a rooster, but without bobbing its head. What clued me in initially that it wasn't a chicken was the simple fact that, from head to foot, it must have been close to three feet tall. Based on body mass, I'd estimate that it weighed about 40 to 50 pounds I tied Gus leash to my belt so he wouldn't bolt after it and waited for it to wander off. It loitered on the corner for a minute, then, without making so much as a flutter, it made a roughly nine-foot standing leap from the ground to perch atop the stop sign. Definitely not a chicken. At this point, I decided it was prudent to be armed, so I popped two fresh shells into my shotgun and held it at the ready. When I looked back up, I saw its eyes. The first two things that came to mind, this is where the biology geek comes in, were that one, they were forward-facing, implying that this animal was likely predatory, and two, they were proportionally enormous, implying that they were likely fully nocturnal. I realized that a three-foot-tall, predatory, nocturnal, 40-pounds animal that can make a nine-foot standing leap was now regarding me from a high perch, albeit from roughly 40 feet away, and that I was in a bad position. I leveled my shotgun and unloaded both barrels at it. After the echoes died down, it was still perched at the top of the stop sign, but making odd chirrup noises that sounded a lot like sneezing. 
I was reloading when it jumped down from the stop sign and ran away from us through the brush on the adjacent corner. I finished reloading, waited until Gus calmed down, and jogged back to the Jeep. On the way back through, I hit my trail lights at the intersection where this had happened at and saw that the stop sign had definitely been peppered with shots and that the majority of them had been centered on the animal. This animal had taken a 9-foot standing leap soundlessly, perched perfectly on a 2-inches square area, taken two 12-gauge loads of birdshot center mass, and sneezed at me. On the way out of town, I told the story to the Spanish-speaking clerk at a local gas station, who laughed and told his co-worker you hear that. This Garo just ran into El Chupacabra. That's the first encounter. I had another about a decade later, but looking at the wall of text this post has turned into, I'll save it for later. Here's a creepy story. When me and my sister were very little, about four and five years old, we slept at our grandparents' house in their bed. When all of a sudden, we both woke up at the same time in the middle of the night. I didn't even realize she was awake, but when I looked in the doorway of the bedroom I saw two big glowing green eyes. Not at all human. Like very wide, almost cartoonishly big. Then I said as me, my sister's name, and to my surprise she responded with what and I just said do you see that and she said yes. Can't remember anything afterwards, but 15 years later, we both remember what we saw. I didn't even feel scared when I saw it, mostly just confused as to why this thing was watching us. And I felt more comfortable knowing my sister could see it as well, so it wasn't just in my head. The world is a mysterious plane of existence. I've been in South Jersey my whole life, born and raised. I live about 20 minutes from Galloway or the Pine Barrens. It is also 20 minutes from Leeds Point, aka the birthplace of the Jersey Devil. Yep, I live just about 20 minutes from the trail that leads to the old Leeds house, the birthplace of the Jersey Devil. My backyard is all woods. I do live in a wooded area, but not the Pine Barrens. I've seen and heard plenty of creepy things in my 29 years of living here. I encountered a few cryptids, but not face to face. My ringing doorbell at the time caught something on camera. The first time it looked like the Jersey Devil, the second time it looked like a crawler crawling out from under my pool deck. I've heard unnatural sounds coming from the woods. Like a sound that a human or animal can't make. Or a sound that doesn't belong like a pig squealing. Trust me, no wild pigs here in South Jersey unless they're on a farm, and I don't live near a farm. My dad has heard screeching coming from the woods while out in the middle of the night tending to the pool. My dad is now a no-nonsense, retired army veteran who doesn't believe in the paranormal. This past summer, that all changed when he heard something ungodly in the woods. He saw what I caught on the ring, so he is not a believer that something is out there. I've found hoof prints in the snow, not regular deer hoof prints. Hoof prints that were walking as if the deer were biped, and with a huge stride. Like a couple feet apart. I'd follow them and they just disappear into the woods, as if they just flew away. When I was a teenager, at one of our family parties, my cousins and I were in the pool, 
and we all saw red eyes watching us from the woods. My cousin and I were in the jacuzzi, different time, and again saw the red eyes. I have never run so fast into my house in my life. Anyway, I could go on. I've had plenty of experience. The plus side to all this is that whatever it is out there doesn't seem to bother us. I do believe in the Jersey Devil and all things paranormal. I believe I've encountered him a few times, seen his hoof prints, and maybe even caught him on my ring. I always say I don't really mind that he's out there. Because if he really is, and that's what I've seen, he doesn't ever bother us or me. That goes for anything that may be out there, that isn't an animal. Sure, we hear things and catch glimpses of things or see eyes watching us, but it never escalates further, knock on wood. I believe something is definitely living in the Pine Barrens. My wife and I were coming home from Ocean City on a Monday morning on the Black Horse Pike along the stretch of the Pine Barrens when I told her I really had to go to the bathroom. I pulled over and walked about three feet into the woods, not thinking about anything but just relieving myself. I had my back toward the car and I was staring into the woods. All of a sudden, I heard what sounded like a person walking on two feet. It didn't sound like a deer. I kept staring. Then all of a sudden I saw what looked like a bear but standing upright with glowing eyes. I got so scared that I stopped what I was doing and ran back into the car. I took off so fast that I forgot to zip up my pants. My wife said, what the hell is wrong with you? So I explained it to her. She believed and she said something smelled really bad out there and she thought I was defecating. Never again will I pee in those woods at night. I have never been so scared. I served in the Marines and I can tell you it frightened me more than being back in Iraq. Thanks for your experience. I've never had a dogman encounter, but I did see a pale crawler last August. At the time, I didn't know what it was I saw, so I did a deep dive on all the creatures I thought it could be, Wendigo, Dogman, Crawler, before coming to the conclusion that what I saw was a crawler. I'm interested in the connection between the dog man and crawlers. I've read and listened to many encounters with both creatures and have started to notice similarities. Some people even claim they are natural enemies and have witnessed both creatures fighting one another. Both creatures seem to be much taller than the average human, extremely fast, very observant, although DM seems to be more aggressive. And generally both creatures seem to avoid attacking humans when they clearly have the size advantage. Both seem to revel in people's fear, and they both seem to have an ability to disappear or camouflage themselves at will. I'm sure there are more similarities. I've heard the theories, but I can't honestly say for sure what the origins of either one are. The similarities are what gets me. It's like these creatures are cut from the same cloth but obviously different things. I was wondering if people out there believe in both creatures. Did they originate in the same way? Are they actually enemies? Why are their interactions with humans so similar? If you want to point out any more similarities or differences, I would like to hear that too. I am interested in hearing everyone's thoughts on this. When I was about 12, 
I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a haggard old woman walking up to my bed from the side where a wall should have been. She was maybe 30 feet away to begin with, and I watched her walk right up to my bed and reach out to touch my leg. I could hear gross smacking sounds. Just as I should have felt her touch me, she faded completely away. This would have been in the early 90s, so the internet was around but not like it is today. I told the story for years and called it my only paranormal experience. Years later, I was drunkenly crawling through the late night bowels of the internet and accidentally stumbled upon the old hag. It completely matched my story. A type of succubus after that, I did quite a bit of research on the subject. In fact, I'm still researching related topics. Half the subreddits I'm subscribed to are paranormal slash occult type stuff even though I don't practice anything like that. I do believe in it and respect its power. The old hag is still my only real paranormal experience, but it opened my mind in a way that still occupies a fair amount of my attention. I've had two encounters in the past few years. Both were very late at night, and both of these experiences took place in a very small, rural area within maybe 10 miles or so of each other. This first one happened a few years back at my old house, at around 3 am I walked outside onto my porch because of a noise I heard outside. I felt pretty safe because of how high up the porch was and I was right next to the door if there was anything dangerous. I walk out and I have the porch lights on, and just in the woods right where the light ends is something I can barely make out. It's much thicker than the average dog, and I couldn't make out many more features on it. It could have been crouched or just on all fours. And I could tell it was staring at me. I was pretty shaken, so I turned around and went back inside. The second thing happened about six months ago at my new house, which is about 15 minutes away from the old one. This new house is in an actual town, but the town itself is pretty rural and small. So it's again super late at night and I decide that I want to walk up the street to a drink machine that's a little ways from my house. Now, on the way back from the machine, I hear what sounds like a deer being absolutely slaughtered by something. I mean, this thing sounded terrible and it freaked me the F out and, safe to say, I picked up the pace to get back to my house. Now a little info on the area I live in. I live about 30 minutes to an hour southwest of the Georgia-slash-South Carolina border, just outside of Augusta, Georgia, and we don't have bears around here from what I know. I've never seen one, and I've never heard of anyone seeing one near my town. The biggest known predators around my town are coyotes, and it's rare for a coyote to take down a deer, especially a grown one. Could it have just been a bear? Or could there be something more unexplained in the woods here in Georgia? I had a bizarre experience three years ago. It was close to 11 at night, the full moon. I was up in an area where there were a lot of hills, horse stables, and the rest of your typical wealthy homes etc. I was on the outskirts of the city, which is where condos and horse stables are located. I had been dropped off in the vast, sprawling parking lot of a huge condominium complex. My ride had some other plans, and I had asked to be dropped off at the condos where a friend of mine lives. Once dropped off, 
I buzzed my friend, but she wasn't home. So I tried using my phone, but the reception was always horrid in this area. I walked here and there in the parking lot, trying to find a pocket of reception. Nothing. I noticed through the eucalyptus trees how bright and full the moon shone. Frustrated. I decided to sit for a minute and smoke a cigarette on the steps of the entrance to the condo complex. After a few minutes, I saw something huge and white to my right. It was about 10 feet away from me. It looked like a beautiful and exotic white German Shepherd, only taller with long legs and a tall body. I jumped up, thinking that I needed to find the owner before it was hit. I walked closer to this animal as it stared right at me. As I walked closer, I quickly realized that this definitely was no dog. As I got about six feet away from it, a chill went up and down my spine. I saw very clearly that this animal was huge and wolf-like but skinnier and had white fur all over except from the neck down. On its back were the same markings as a Tasmanian devil. I had never ever seen such an exotic animal like that. The animal suddenly gave a weird smile which I think I remember is not a good sign from a wild animal. It means aggression. Suddenly and silently, it dove into the bushes, and for the next five minutes or so, every horse in their stables throughout the hills made the most alarming sounds, as this animal must have run amongst the hills where the horse stables are. You could figure out the direction it was traveling by the stable in which a horse was freaking out. And to say the horses in their stables were scared and making noises is an understatement. Incredibly, later that night, I ran into it again when I started to walk home. I turned a corner and met it head on. It smiled again before lunging into the street and taking off like a rocket, up some grassy hill. As it went up the hill, I could see the long grass part while it traversed it. So, before I tell my story, I put Wendigo in quotes because I live in Central California, which, from what little I know about Wendigos, is quite a distance from where they're normally seen, so if anyone knows of similar Miwok folklore, I'd love to hear it. Anyways, here goes, two years ago, I and a group of three other friends decided to go to Humboldt County for the weekend. We go, see Fern Canyon, tour the HSU campus, and have a fun four-day weekend camping on the beach. On Sunday, it's time to come home. I had a 12-hour drive to where I was dropping my friends off, which I drove the entire duration of. By the time I drop them off and start the last hour-long drive back to my house, it's a little after 9 p.m. and completely dark out. Now, the two routes that someone can take between where my friends live and where I live cross two different bridges over a lake. I decided to take the main highway, as it's a little longer than the other road but has fewer turns to navigate, the difference between the two routes was only about two miles or so. As I'm about at the halfway point of the bridge, I notice in my headlights there's something on the shoulder. I slow down a bit to make sure I'm able to move over if needed, and as I get closer, I'm able to make out what it is. Standing on the side of the road was a 7 to 8 feet tall bipedal humanoid creature. It looked emaciated with ghost white skin that was stretched tight across its bones. I obviously wasn't going to stop and get a closer look at it, but when I looked in the rear view mirror to see if I could make out any other features on this thing, 
There wasn't anything there. It had completely vanished. The rest of my drive home was uneventful, and when I woke up the next morning, I brushed off what I saw as exhaustion from the long weekend and the 12 hours of driving I had done before seeing whatever it was. That is, until Tuesday, when I was talking with one of the friends who had gone on the trip. She told me that one of her friends had been driving on the other bridge Monday night and saw a creature exactly like what I had seen. That was when I told her what I had seen the night before with her friend, and she suggested it might have been a Wendigo. Before that, I had maybe heard the name once or twice, but hadn't paid much attention, as I wasn't much interested in cryptids and ghost stories before then and wasn't really on the internet enough to know what they were. Encountering some weird happenings in the woods around Ohio. I may seem out of my mind, but I feel like I am. The first night I heard it was the end of the summer of 2019. I was building my own art studio in the back of this old building. One night, I stepped out onto the back deck to clean up. I was staring off into the woods that ran right up next to the stairs leading up to my studio. I heard something let loose. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This immense, deep howling off in the distance. It had such a blood-curdling effect on the air around me that it gave me goosebumps and raised every hair on my body. And shortly after it went silent, I heard all the dogs in a one or two mile radius barking, yipping, and howling in the direction of that roar slash howl. There's no way it was a wolf, or any large cat. I've heard videos and sound bites of wild cats and mountain cats making those demonic type sounds and that wasn't this. This was the roar of a human-slash-animal mix. I could hear it in its voice. The area of Ohio I'm in isn't a place where you'd see any large cats, let alone hear one. My first thought was, that's the Wendigo coming to get me. And I don't know why that popped in my head like that, and a countless other number of things have been happening more and more, almost like intuition or something in my head. Four weeks prior to the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. I was approached by a man about commissioning three art pieces of something I wasn't familiar with at all. Wendigo's more specifically, a wartime Wendigo in which it's this massive a thousand foot tall creature, taller than a building slash skyscraper, made out of all of us, with body parts sticking out all over it and a face here and there dot it was supposed to represent all of our greed and insatiable desire, or want for more. Sadly, I didn't have the time to work on these pieces, so I passed. But, it started reminding me of my own monster that's been following me my whole life. I made some drawings of a dream-slash-night terror I had a week before this man approached me to turn us into the Wendigo. In my dream, it was a tall, emaciated creature with animal-like body features, legs, and human-like arms crouching in my kitchen like a dog would sit looking in my cabinets. What the hell are you doing? 
Dude? I asked if it chilled the F out, I'm looking for some chips or something. I'm starving. It replied. I sat up quickly and threw the blanket off of me because I didn't say that out loud. It turned to look at me, and the way it looked was indescribable, but I took in every detail I could. It had large black holes where the eyes were supposed to be, and just a jagged slit across the lower side of its face that represented a mouth with no lips. And thousands of rows of jagged teeth curled around its gums. With a long tongue sliding out between them. It let out a gurgled, squelching scream. Then all of a sudden, black smoky tendrils shot out where its hair was supposed to be on its head, lingered for a second, and sucked back in towards its body, then boom. It vanished. I made drawings of it. As soon as I woke up the and I was trying to put the pieces together as to why it's in our kitchen. And every hair on my body stood on end, because I still had an unanswered email about commissioning some artwork based on it. Fast forward to June 2020. Corona has taken over the world. And I'm sure I've lost my mind. I forgot all about it, and was hanging out with a friend at 3am, hanging out with a friend after months of not seeing or talking to anyone, it seemed. We went out to White Castle for a quick bite. She walks out first and hits the bottom step, as I'm walking out and locking the door. I hear something breaking tree limbs, crashing through them. Not fast, but not slow, and definitely noticeable. And it was coming from up high and was gradually getting louder as it neared us and as it got lower. It reminded me of an orangutan, or gorilla, the way it swung from each branch, and I could hear its hands gripping each one, and snapping smaller limbs in its way. It was coming in our direction. I tried to shake it off, telling myself I was crazy, until she quickly turned around and looked up high in the trees. She asked me, do you hear that? I turned white and felt the air get heavier from the fear that was emanating from this thing. As I came down the stairs, she was staring into the trees looking upwards. I glanced and saw branches moving. I yelled at her to get out of here quick, pulling her towards the direction of the car. We turned our backs to the woods when we heard this loud thwack. Landed just behind me and all the hairs on my body stood straight up. I felt like it had a log or a large thick branch in its hand and was smacking the ground with it. I stood paralyzed with fear. The air was thicker and different when whatever it was landed directly behind me. I could feel the force of it and it brought tears to my eyes. It was the weirdest feeling to have come over me and feel like it was crushing every inch of my body without touching me. And to hurt so badly, it brought tears to my eyes and made me shake uncontrollably. And the fear it made me feel was too much to bear. Hands down, one of the scariest moments I've ever encountered. I couldn't shake it. So we went to White Castles and were both completely stunned by what we had just witnessed. We came back and turned the lights on in her car and let them light up the woods for a good 20 minutes before we felt it was safe to go back inside. The only weapon I had in sight was a golf club. She told me she had seen it, high in the trees, and that it looked almost like an owl-like creature with weird features. But later on, she told me a story when she was a teenager. She thought she was going to get taken off the back of a motorcycle by a huge owl swooping down towards her. 
And I told a friend about this a few months later and somehow remembered that whatever these things are, they feed off of fear. I don't know where I remember this from or why these thoughts randomly pop into my head. It's almost like something else is telling me. Since then, there has been a whole whole lot more weird stuff that's happened. I've put a lot of the pieces together in this story so far, and a few weeks later, something else happened at a friend's house one night when we were playing music. It's something that has made me vow to never step foot in the woods anywhere ever again. I will save that part of the story for another time. I just wanted some feedback on this story, as I've been talking to countless others about their experiences with the woods where they live. And reading so many posts here. Thank you all very much for sharing your stories. It's helped me put this on here. I live in Northeastern Ohio. I heard something strange in the woods one night that truly terrified me. I had always told myself it was probably just a deer, but I just googled what noises deer make and there's nothing even close to what I heard. It sounded like a gorilla or an ape huffing and grunting. Ohio is a Bigfoot hotspot. When I was in high school, some guy from Australia came and talked to our geography class. He was a Bigfoot investigator and had come here to look for Bigfoot. And my last story. When I was dating my ex-wife, we were having dinner with her family. Well, since you're going to be a part of the family, we have to tell you our family secret. Her father says dot he goes on to tell me how their whole family was sitting down for Christmas dinner one year when everyone saw a Bigfoot standing in their backyard. He said he and his brother-in-law went out and tried to follow the tracks in the snow. He said they followed them for hours, but they just kept going in a circle. That was the last they saw of it. At the time, I thought maybe they were just messing with me, but I don't think they were anymore. The Minerva Monster movie is like 30 minutes from their house and mine. When I was younger, my mother was doing laundry in the basement of my great-grandmother's home. Mind you, it was an unfinished basement with stone and dirt walls. So my mom sat me on the dryer while she filled the washer with clothes and soap. While sitting there, I saw a lobster-esque creature climb up the wall. The craziest part of it was that it had what seemed like human eyes on the back of it. There weren't a pair but many different eyes with different eye colors. I was paralyzed in fear, couldn't speak and couldn't tell my mom. Does anyone know what happened to the climber that went up the wall and into the floorboards? Else have any similar experiences? My friend and I were exploring an abandoned house. Now, this house was from the 1930s. Normal, right? Well, this house is in the middle of the woods. There are no roads for miles. So someone would have had to walk all the way out there and build this house. Now I know it's possible that the trees grew over time, but it's still really spooky. Back to the story, I and my friend found the house, and me, being the dumb kid I am, decided to go inside. My friend, however, stayed behind in case I got stuck so they could go and get help. The vibe from the house made my knees weak, and it had this eerie stillness to it. There was almost nothing in the house, and all the windows were broken. It had two rooms downstairs, 
and I made probably the stupidest decision ever. I decided to climb up the rickety stairs and go into the singular upstairs room. I reached the top of the stairs, and there was an extremely old baby crate with a single shoe in it. I'm not one to get scared. Sure, the vibe from the house made me uneasy, but seeing the baby crate and shoes made me feel sick to my stomach. I then looked at what appeared to be a fireplace, and I swear to this day, there was a girl standing there. She looked about 15 and had a nightgown on. Her hair looked like it was soaking wet and her eyes were sunken into her skull. I nearly fell down the stairs while running, and once I got out of the house, I started screaming for my friend to run. We didn't stop running until we had got back to our cabin. I haven't told my friend anything about it. All they know is that I got spooked and ran. You can believe what you want, but I know what I saw. I live in rural southern Nevada. A buddy of mine and I encountered what we decided to be a skinwalker one night while we were sharing a bottle of whiskey. It was late. I was living towards the edge of town, fairly close to the open desert. I don't remember the time, but it was probably between 12 and 2A.M. of mine comes over and decides to spend the night drinking and hanging out with me. We were in the living room, sitting near the side of the house, right next to a couple of closed and blinded windows. We'd been on the topic of the paranormal slash cryptids when we began discussing Navajo slash Southern Paiute skinwalker lore. We were about an hour into that topic and about a quarter into the fifth I had, swimmy but not quite drunk drunk, when we began hearing a faint but distinguishable pitter-patter directly outside the window, pacing back and forth the length of the side of the house. We were buzzed enough to semi-dismiss it until we began to hear hyena-esque cackling. At that point, we figured that we had attracted one to us by speaking of them, which is a staple of their lore, so we decided the best course would be to not acknowledge it and carry on with our conversation until it left. The paw-like pacing and cackling continued for another 45 minutes or so, and eventually stopped. Neither one of us was willing to open the blinds or go outside until the morning, but when we woke up and went outside, not only did we see dog prints lining the dirt directly outside of the windows, we saw a set of abnormally large human-like footprints that ran from near the carport to the center of the yard before the track stopped dead, and each footprint was smaller and less imprinted. To this day, we are positive that we attracted or summoned a skinwalker. Even if that's not the correct cryptid, I know for a fact that there was something outside of the house that night. I am an outdoorsman. I'm very experienced in hunting, camping, hiking, and general survival. I'm very familiar and used to wildlife, and I was charged by what I believe was a cryptid called a dogman. It charged me and my cousin. It was not a bear, a bear cannot move how it did, and it was not a normal wolf as they can't comfortably run on two legs, whereas what charged us seemed natural at doing. I can elaborate further if you wish. This happened around June or July of 2007, I believe. I was around 17 years old and more cocky then, but still somewhat knowledgeable about the outdoors. My family used to own a cabin in NW Wisconsin. 
I basically grew up there in the summer. I knew the woods well, but at night it was wise to stay in the cabin or at least by the bonfire by the beach, because of bears, wolves, and cougars. One of the creepiest things was that if you were having a bonfire, the tree line was visible from the fire pit and beach, and at night you always felt like you were being watched from that tree line. But, during the day, the woods appeared normal, not creepy, until this incident dot so this happened somewhere between 1400 and 1401. I was in full woodland camo, he was not. I retreated onto the ATV trail into the woods for a tactical advantage, and our battle took us about 200 meters up to about a third of the way up the trail. We had enough at this point and were standing at the edge of a clearing on the trail talking, and he was maybe 10 feet from me when I decided to mess with him. I shushed him and said we're being watched. He froze. Then I realized the woods were dead quiet, and I got spooked and started scanning the tree line in the other edge of the clearing from left to right when I saw it. Its teeth gave it away. It was panting and staring at my cousin. I don't expect you to believe me, but what I saw was a wolf as big as a black bear, at least 300 pounds, but it wasn't normal. This wolf was on two legs crouching next to a tree with its arm grasping the tree, grasping with a clawed hand. It had reddish brown fur. I told my cousin that we have to go and next thing I know, he is sprinting and I look back at Wolfie, who had locked on and sprinted a few steps on two feet, and then I turned and ran when it looked like Wolfie was dropping to all fours. It charged us and sounded right on our asses barreling through the brush, but for whatever reason, let us go when we broke out of the tree line and headed for the cabin. What stuck with me the most was the sheer size. Wolfie appeared to be nearly seven tall when upright, and that where it should have had front paws, it appeared to have large clawed hands. Now I'm not sure how to explain it away rationally. I have heard wolves will occasionally kind of walk upright, but as far as I know they can't sprint on two legs, nor do wolves get that big, and black bears more waddle on two legs. The closest description is silly, like a werewolf or dogman. Thank you for reading. I live in the upper panhandle area of Oklahoma, and I have seen a lot of weird stuff in my days, some of which other family members can attest to. One such weird thing would be a shadow creature I saw when with my uncle in the countryside. Oklahoma once housed Indian tribes and the remnants of these still remain. One of their legends tells us about a shadow creature who will suck your soul from your body if you don't leave your shoes by the trees while camping. Personally, I've never been camping, so I wouldn't really know about that, but I have seen shadowy figures and heard unexplained rustling, scurrying, and sometimes noises around me stop when seeing these entities. I'm wondering if anyone else knows anything about this. Whether this is exclusive to Oklahoma or whether anyone else has had these experiences in other areas, I don't really know what these figures or beings could be, but I do believe sacred Indian ground has some pull when it comes to supernatural beings and occurrences. Although I wouldn't know where this sacred ground would be, apologies if this is the incorrect flair, also. I'm a sleep tech. I monitor for and treat sleep apnea and a wide range of other sleep issues like parasomnias and narcolepsy. 
A big part of my job is being able to work a complete 12-hour graveyard shift while remaining alert and taking detailed notes on the behavior of my patients. Sometimes, if a patient is disabled and doesn't have reliable transportation, we'll do in-home studies, meaning we get to drag a big suitcase full of monitoring equipment to someone's house and run a sleep study in situ rather than have them come to our lab. When this happens, it's a mixed bag because they send two techs out for security purposes, and we're both paid at the same rate as we would be for multiple patients to sit and monitor just one. The downside is that we get to sit in someone's filthy ass house all night. There are exceptions, of course, where people not only keep their homes clean but actually treat the techs like honored guests. The first time I ever did an at-home study, it was as a ride-along with a senior tech to a patient that lived way out in the desert. Obviously, I can't say we're due to confidentiality issues, but suffice to say it was at least an hour drive each way to the patient's residence from our lab. The night started nicely enough. On arrival, we realized that these weren't weirdos we were dealing with, they were just people that enjoyed rural living and the quiet that living that far in the desert afforded. They had a well and pump for water, chicken coops, livestock, and gardens, all set up and doing incredibly well for how bleak the surrounding landscape was. The patient and their family were all waiting on us and asked if we'd eaten yet. We were treated to a very nice spread of home-cooked Mexican food after the patient was prepped for the study and in bed, and we settled in on a couch with the monitoring equipment and got to work at about 2100. The next few hours were very uneventful, until the motion light adjacent to the house started going off at random. Each time it would trigger, I'd go to the blinds and look outside, only to be treated to a breathtaking view of the patient's driveway. This happened three times before I asked my coworker to take over monitoring and took a seat at the window with the blinds slit just slightly, hoping to catch what was tripping the motion light. After two more hours, I saw it. I was just about to give up when the light tripped, and I instantly scanned the front yard from left to right. On the block wall at the end of the driveway, I barely caught something moving along the base of the wall away from all the gardens and chicken coops. It was the very spitting image of the thing that I'd seen several years prior. About three feet tall, walking bipedally and with the same general gait as a very large chicken. Without taking my eyes off it, I whispered and motioned to my coworker to get her ass over here and tell me I'm not crazy. She came to the blinds, looked out, and froze when I showed her where to look. She relaxed visibly and said it's just a chicken until I reminded her that the wall was close to five feet tall, and the creature we were seeing was easily more than half its height. We watched it creep from one side of the wall to the entrance to the driveway, then scramble through the iron gate that closed the driveway in. We went to the front and back doors of the house and checked to make sure they were locked, they were, and spent the rest of the time alternating monitoring duty while the other kept a post next to the window watching for anything else. In the morning, we woke our patient as normal, packed equipment up and went to pack the car when one of the family members quietly asked us if we'd seen anything weird last night. I told him that the motion light had been going off and we saw a weird animal that I described in detail walking along the front wall and squeezing through the gate. He asked me if we knew what it was. My coworker shook her head, and I said yeah, 
that I'd seen something like it hunting a few years prior and told them both the story of my first encounter. The family member looked at me like a loon. The family member nodded and said that my first run-in was a close one and that I was lucky I had a gun. It turns out that overnight they'd lost four chickens, which they'd found still in the coop, apparently unharmed, save that they were drained of blood and stiff as rocks. We said goodbye to our patient and their family and started the drive back to the lab. While we were cleaning equipment, she asked me if the story I'd told was true, and I said that it was. She asked me if it was something that we should report to the police, and I told her it'd be best to leave that up to the patient and their family, and if asked, give our account. She asked what the hell it was that we'd seen, so I texted her a Google search link. After reading a few articles, she just stood and stared at me for a minute, then finished packing her things and went home. We never talked about it again, save for the odd knowing glance when a patient would ask, what's the weirdest thing you've seen on the job? She wound up leaving the company a few months later for greener pastures, and that specific company wound up going under last year for various reasons. I haven't talked with her since then. My story isn't an account of mine but rather the account of my uncle. Nonetheless, it still has this creepiness, which might make good discussion material. This is a relatively short story. It takes place during my uncle's childhood. He lived in a small town that had a campground on a lake near it. His family spent much of their time there during the summer months. When he was about 15, he said he and a group of five teens or kids were going back to their campsite for the night after a day at the lake. As they were walking on the trail back, a humanoid creature came walking out of the brush and crossed the path. He told me that it was the ugliest thing that he had ever seen. It walked on all fours but still appeared to be able to walk like a human. He said it had gray skin, a huge oval head, ratted hair, and red eyes. He said it looked at them and crossed the path into the woods. The entire group of kids were terrified. Being an enthusiast for cryptozoology, ETs, etc. I immediately thought of the cryptid known as the Dover Demon. I still live in the area and the campground is now closed and is all private property. I'd like to investigate it someday. Share your thoughts and opinions. I'd enjoy a good discussion. On this occasion, we were in a little town, no more than 500 people, in the middle of nowhere, a hillbilly type of town, La Camada in Jalisco, Mexico's western central part. I was about 10. This happened in 1999, and I do remember the year as we spent the 2000 BA party in this town, in that specific house. I was going to give you a background of the little town and its inhabitants, but that would have made it too long, so if you want, I can make another post about all the stories of the town. Anyway, this was 1999. I was living in a small house, this town is a small country town, in the middle of nowhere. There are many legends in the town, but my mom and stepdad got to live one in the flesh. My stepdad is a skeptic. The kind that is never open to believing anything at all, not even in the slightest, my mom, on the other hand, is a believer in everything and anything, and that comes from family, 
as my grandma was known to be a witch and she saw ghosts in the house I grew up in. But that is another story. So, the house had some 20 meters of front, 10 meters of house, and 10 meters of a walled, wall that was under construction, yard, and, as in all old places, especially in remote areas, they kept the bathroom outside, so it was in the yard, the door being farthest from the house entrance. So there were a good six meters from the bathroom to the house, and my mom was afraid of going to the bathroom alone at night, even though practically everyone in the town was somehow related, so my stepdad went out with her. He always loved the stars, so he was looking at the stars. Meanwhile, my mom came out, he wasn't moving, and she felt curious. But then she saw what he was looking at, and it was not the stars. In the sky, just some 1.5 MTS above them, was a creature. My mom described it vividly. It had some 3 meters of wingspan, 9 feet. It was strange, as it had no feathers, and its skin was similar to that of a dolphin, texture, smoothness, and color. Its wings were arched and they were not moving. It was as if it was just gliding. There was no visible head, and it had a big triangular tail, and it had some sort of glow, a fluorescent emanation that covered its whole body. Its legs were similar to a stork's. My stepfather, being the way he is, wanted to have a record, so he thought of going into the house to wake me up and grab the camera, but he then realized he couldn't move, nor could my mom. They were like frozen in place. That is where they started to panic, but the creature didn't even pay attention to them and just kept flying, and it flew slow, as it took about 5 minutes or so to cross the yard and then some more time before it got lost behind some trees. An uncle told my stepdad that they had seen a witch, more precisely a Nawala, which is a skin-changing witch. Now I don't really know anything about the Nawalas, so what his uncle said is as far as my knowledge of it is. Over the years, I tried to find anything similar, but there is now a cryptid even similar. Maybe it was the Mothman, but it had red eyes, not a yellow-slash-green fluorescent light covering its body, so I have no idea what they could have seen, if not what the uncle said. Nowadays, one looks at military drones, but this was too low, too slow, and too. The Mexican army is like, 200 years behind, and the US army would have been testing anything like that at that time, besides the fact that mom's mom said it looked like it had a skin like a dolphin, and I don't think there are nowadays any dolphin skin drones. What do you think? Hallucination? Cryptid?